You are listening to the Brentwood Baptist Church Life Group Leader Podcast, a resource to equip and encourage group leaders on their journey toward being disciples and making disciples through life groups. Here are your hosts, Jay Fennell and Paul Wilkinson. Glad to have Jason here today, and we're going to tackle another question related to our Living Sense series, and a question I think will help our listeners really kind of think through a little bit what it means to truly live sent. So, Jason, let's talk today about the gospel. I think you would agree, and most probably the church would agree, that the gospel is a very compelling story. Did you say? Yes, sir. It is a compelling story. And so, therefore, should motivate us to uh, compel us to live sin uh, where we where God has us. But what if we aren't compelled by it? The question then for you is, is the gospel that we truly believe the actual gospel? I think that's I think that's a healthy question. I think um, something that uh, former president of NAM used to say used to say. Uh, if you're not fishing, you're not following. And I don't think he meant that in the sense of trying to give some nice uh, dogmatic uh, generalization or, or some overstatement. I think he was simply trying to say, if we are following Jesus, we'll become what he said he would make us to become. And and so how that relates to this, Jesus, Mark one seventeen, right? He said... Hey, follow me. I'll make you to become fishers of men. Well, this, as we've been talking about this week, identity, security, and purpose, right? If the gospel gives us this undeserved identity, if the gospel of Jesus declares over us this message that he's, God's always been trying to communicate with us, right? And, he, and it's the overarching story, even of the scriptures. If the, if it gives us this undeserved identity, if it gives us a finished security, right? Like we, we can stand in it, and and even on our worst day, we still stand in it. Mm-hmm. If it, it it then then it compels us into this purpose with Jesus, and 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 that purpose is helping others discover that they also are included in in this identity and security that the cross gave, that the redemptive purposes of God offers to them, um, and 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 so. It this news, right, that we don't deserve to be in his family, but but we have been invited in. We don't deserve to sit at the wedding banquet, if we use that metaphor from Jesus' teachings, but we've been invited. We don't deserve to be even in any way on his redemptive purpose, in his redemptive purposes. And yet he's basically set up the strategy to where that's how it's carried out at this season of history. Right. I mean, all these compelling things that, that tell us about who we are and why we are who we are and what we're supposed to do. This news, right? It's, it's, it's a compelling news. And so if I say I believe the gospel and I'm not living a compelled life compelled by the gospel, a sent life compelled by the gospel, then I have to then step back and say, what gospel am I believing? What quote unquote type of the gospel am I believing? Is it an incomplete gospel? Is it, am I missing the fact that it should be sending me? It wasn't just given to, for my sake. Right. And, and, and people might argue and say, well, why, Jace, why do you think this is such a big deal? Well, it's a really big deal. Just read Romans. Right. I mean, I think it's the message Paul was giving to the, the his readers in Romans to say, hey, 
you can't keep judging the culture around you and not engaging the culture around you. That demonstrates a misunderstanding of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It demonstrates a misunderstanding of how you yourselves were saved. And so that's why he goes back and reminds them of Abraham. And he says, you know, Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. Like you, 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 are you, are we believing, for example, the same way that, that Abraham did? Do we understand how it would move me out of my current circumstance into following a sent God? What would you say, you mentioned a second ago about, ask, ask the question, do some who are not compelled by the gospel uh, have an incomplete view of the gospel? Yeah. What does that? What do you mean by that? How do you? What, what does that look like? So I think let's let me let's take it in. Let's take two examples, right? So let's say I grew up in the South. Um, maybe I was a part of a church family from when I was negative nine months old, right? So I was pregnant. Like yeah, like, like me. I mean, you and I, you and I, uh, I think both that's part of our story. And, um, you know, so I, from in my mom's womb, right? Like I was there almost uh, at a, at a church building almost every Sunday, if not every Sunday, Wednesday, and some other days in between. Um, and let's say that's my story. And I grew up hearing a gospel. I grew up even being challenged. You should have your quiet time every day and you should be in the church. You should be quote unquote at church every week and you should, you know, and, and we had all these you should statements laid out for us, right? And, and, and so it, no one ever meant for it to become a very self-absorbed Christianity and a very self-absorbed spirituality in my own life. But that's a lot of what it became. It became the gospel saved me. I prayed a prayer and now I'm trying to be a better person, but we would probably never, we probably would never articulate it that simply, but that's what it has become for a lot of people. So I want to do what helps me stay somewhat centered in this God thing so I can feel good about myself with this God stuff, right? If that's what the gospel, if that's all, all that it's done in someone's life, then it's an incomplete. Mm -hmm. uh, living out. And the beautiful thing about the gospel, I was actually talking to my daughter about this last night, just some stuff that she's walking through right now personally. And, uh, and I just was trying to encourage her, Hey, you know, the gospel keeps coming alive in our lives over time. Like it, it keeps creating resurrection in the dead pockets of our life. Like the areas of our life where, where things haven't yet come to the fullness of what Jesus wants them to become. Mm. And as we keep believing the gospel, it keeps showing itself, whether it's, whether it's an element of my marriage, for instance, that I, I never understood that I still was living a very self-absorbed, sinful, selfish life in that area of my marriage. But I, all of a sudden it, it, I begin to realize that I confess that. And the gospel, the resurrection power of the gospel comes to, to bear in that area in my marriage and brings new life, right? Jesus makes all things new. That's how compelling the gospel is, is it keeps growing me. It keeps moving me. It can't, it can't just be about building something in me. It's building me for something. It's building me for a purpose. The purpose doesn't end with me. And so it would be an incomplete gospel if all it has done is changed me. I think this, I think this last Sunday, the question that I know on the 
several of our campuses, I know some of the campus teaching pastors ask this question, the prayer that you're praying, the way that we all pray, right? Are your prayers just changing you or are they also a part of the God changing the world? Yeah. Right? Like, so it's this idea of, is this about me or is it about his mission? And then understanding that if the gospel truly, if I am believing the gospel of Jesus, it will compel me onto a mission with him. Great week, great conversation this week, Jason. Thanks. Oh man, thank you. Good conversation about identity, security, and purpose and the gospel. So, great week. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to another week beginning Monday of some great talks and questions around living sin. Thanks, man.